Yeah. Yo, nonsense. Nonsense is the best thing to record, yo. Nonsense is a great thing to record, but like sometimes I'm just like, do, do the people really need to hear any of this bullshit that we're recording right now? Sometimes I'm like, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, eh, do they know? That's a really good question. Uh, eh, fuck it. They, they, if they, if they like it, I love it. That's been uh. my, that's been my whole thing right now. If they like it, I love it. Just listen to the show, leave us a comment, tell us you like it, and shout out to the people who actually do listen. And shout out to Sammy for like just consistently being being like, hey, on Twitter, I'm listening to this shit. So and don't forget to listen to the finish listening to his show. Uh, I want to make sure I get it right. Uh, it's actually called. It's called Me I Am Listening. It's a it's a dope show. He's fun. The audio is fucking great. So shout out to him for listening to. The old man wave show and actually promoting it and all the other good stuff. Poop, poop, poop. What? What? But first and foremost, let me just say, because it was this was impromptu. I was actually supposed to be recording with someone else, but they ended up having issues. A sports record tomorrow, but someone else had issues. Um, I hit Javi up just to be like, "Hey, what's going on? Like, what's really good?" He was like, "Hey, what are you doing now?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm not doing shit. You want to record?" And he was like, "Yeah." So welcome to the old man wave show. I am your host, the God of Stubborn, the Lord of Laughter, Old Man Wade. And across the pond, across the way, swinging from web to web, we have the superior Super Wagabi. Yo, what up, everybody? It's been a while, it's been a while, and like I said, one of the, uh, and actually one of the previous podcasts, I don't care if Hobby never does this show again, this will always be called the, the uh, Old Man Wave Show featuring Super Wagabi. To which Hobby... Yeah, are you, try- to which are you Hobby- trying to tell me something on the low or something? Like- no, to which Hobby re- re- replied, what do you mean, if I'm doing the show again? <laughs> So, so he's he's aware of his words, and he's aware that like I can't do the show without him. I would have been done with this show without him. So I'm appreciative of everything that he does, except for his opinion on Kanye West, which is the fact that he's not putting out a good song since um, uh, I don't know when the last time Kanye West put out a good song. He had a lot of good songs on his last album, but that whatever. Album was ass. Your I will, ass. I, okay. I, I am. I absolutely am. I will say this though, I do love um whenever I'm watching SVU, someone going, Guess who's going to jail tonight? <laughs> this dude's crazy. Yo, one second here. Let, let me I need to figure one more thing out if you don't mind. Well your dog? Alright. No. <laughs> you, you can hear the dog? Yes, I can hear the dog. Jeez. Mars can hear All the right. dog. The the chick from Horizon can hear the dog. You're ridiculous. <laughs> I am. Actually. Oh my god. <laughs> nah, I'm trying to figure. Damn it! How can I get a video of myself? <laughs> the old man waves are featuring Bambi. <laughs> Hilarious! Why uh, isn't that working? Take what you want. So you do like Kanye West music? Is that what you're trying to say? No, I like how funny it is. That dude, that dude has not put out a good song in fucking years. 
and people really be people really be sucking him off like he really puts out the music. I'm like, no, he doesn't. Stop it right now. That shit is just recycled. Mm-hmm. All it all it is is recy- old fucking recycled Kanye West music. You're such a hater, bro. I, I, well, that's not that's not um, inaccurate, but I can also admit when I'm hated. Like, for example, um, let's take your cousin Daniel. What's up? Let's, let, I said I'm a hater, and I, and I will give you an example. Let's take your cousin Daniel. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hate on how great she is, but I also cheer for her success. Her success every damn day. I'm happy when she succeeds. I am ecstatic when I see her online. It's like, oh, hey, I got this now, and hey, I got this now. It makes me old and damn happy to see that she's doing amazing things. And, but I hate. <laughs> but I absolutely hate on her. But the difference is between like me hating and then like acknowledging is I can acknowledge when someone's doing something fantastic, and they're like still, like you know what I mean, and just being jealous of where they're at. That's the difference. Kanye West is not putting out a good fucking song in I don't know how long. Hold on, let me pull up. Keep talking. Let me pull up the. You can pull up that track list all you want. I'm just gonna go trash, 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 trash. trash. (sighs) Yo, this dude is crazy over here. All right, Doug. He started. He started the album. Donda, 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 donda. Yo, that was just the intro. It's a hip hop album, bro. Doug, well, it's a hip hop gospel album, whatever it is. Doug, the intro is. Oh, don't get me started on the whole shit about it being a gospel album. How you gonna diss, a- how you gonna diss somebody and be negative on a gospel album? That shit don't even work. What's the, what's the shit that what's the shit Jay said? That shit don't even out. Yo, you're killing me here. And you're not just killing me, but Bambi's also killing me. Doug, Yo, I am so sorry. I'm going to go stop this talk and bark. And let's not even get on the fact that he's fucking stalking his ex, that his, his wife and wants a fucking divorce. That dude is fucking nuts, man. That That's your guy. That is absolutely your guy. And I know how you always say, oh, separate the music from the person and da 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 da. But Kanye West is a giant piece of shit. His music is awful. And uh, what else can I say about Kanye West that hasn't been said about um, R. Kelly? All right, yo, let's not get too far from this conversation. Sorry, I was distracted. All right, I was not listening. I was not listening to me. I was listen, time. listen, listen, Kanye West. You can say whatever you want to say, right? Right. We have subjective opinions, and we have objective opinions. Uh-huh. Right. Yes, that's absolutely true. Right. Mm-hmm. Now there's. Art is generally generally subjective, right? It's, Absolutely. You know, in the eye of the beholder, sometimes what's good, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's also objectively, there's objective things about art that make it good, right? You can see skill in art, even if you don't like certain art. I you see the skill Absolutely. and mastery and ability in the artist. Absolutely. And it goes without saying... I feel like I'm not going to like where this is going. Kanye West, there's nothing. You cannot take away this man's genius when it comes to art in general, bro. It's crazy. I don't, like, I get what you're saying. You don't have to like the guy. Like, I get that. College dropout was one of the greatest um, accomplishments of hip-hop. Yeah. people, People don't really rate, people don't rate late registration. But late registration is prop is one of my favorite two Kanye West albums. 
Um, what was next after that? Graduation day? Graduation day was phenomenal. Uh, 808 Heartbreaks, I think, is Kanye West's best achievement to uh, music in general. Then there's what's the other one? My deep dark twisted masturbation. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yeah, my deep dark twisted masturbation fantasy. That oh was good, but I think uh-huh. it was highly overrated. But I will say this: it actually has my favorite Kanye West song of all time on there, which is "Devil in a Blue Dress." I absolutely mm. love that song. That's like a very like. It's a very. It's a very musical album. Like it's it's oh, absolutely. And it, I, I joke about I joke a, about yeah. that, like about it being overrated. My Dark yeah. Twisted Beautiful Fantasy is a incredible, incredible album. And I'll say it again, it's an achievement not just to hip hop, but it's an achievement to music in general. After that, I'm cool. Like I don't think I've heard anything else from Kanye West. An album. Let me say that. Let me not say that. Because I do have a couple songs off of Yeezus Yeezus that I like. Yeah, but overall, there's not Kanye hasn't moved me since my Dark Twisted Fantasy. Like, period. He, like, he's done nothing that's made me go, "Wow, you're still the person that you once were." Like, period. And that's and that's beyond like my whole ideal of who he is as a person. Because as you said, like Kanye West and I joke, Kanye West is not R. Kelly. He's absolutely not that disgusting of a person. I think he's a disgusting human being. I think a lot of shit that he says is awful, but he's not, he's nowhere near the level of R. Kelly. He just has not moved me in a musical way in a very long time. When I heard the, when I heard Donda, I was honestly disappointed because I remember we were talking and it was like that time it was like Drake and Kanye were doing their whole like, you know, I hate you, I, I hate you, even though we both know they love each other whole thing and I was like yo this is gonna be it this is gonna be it and I started listening to the album I'm like yo this is an ass like but again like you said music is, is it subjective or objective I mean I, I think it's both again because and that's why I think I, I get what you're saying not what that's why I think I get what you're saying but I also it's it's hard for me like I understand what you're saying Kanye West, especially his first three albums, um, Dropout, Late Registration, and um, Graduation, right? Like, those were real heavy hip-hop. It was like boom bap with a mix of, with his own twist to it. You can't really, like... But even then, was like... um... He he created whatever whatever those three albums were, whatever genre those albums were, hip-hop, obviously, but the type of hip-hop, that was, like, his creation. Yes. Right. Like, like that was his, that was his, and but the, but it had a lot of boom bap hip hop DNA behind it. But even like um, my dark twisted fantasy, not my dark twisted fantasy, but eight oh eight and heartbreaks didn't have that like real genetic like hip hop like kind of flavor to it. Like you know what I mean? So like there were hip hop elements to it, and I forget yeah. who said it, but someone compared it to Andre three thousands. The love below. And I thought that was a great comparison to my dark twist. But when the eight oh eight and heartbreaks come out, that came out in oh eight. It came out oh eight. So I'm thinking about like, yo, we were a lot younger. That was over ten years ago. 
But it's still, yeah. but to be honest with you, it still bumps. Can I, and honestly, no, it, it does, yeah. But I mean, we still, but I'm saying, like, what were we, you know, you were probably boun- a bouncer somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, no, in 2008, you're going to laugh. In 2008, me and Valkyrie were just starting a relationship. We've been together for 15 Ooh, see? You were in that, that, that honeymoon phase, that relationship phase. So, you know, <laughs> you know, you just. So that you know that music had the right tempo for that that moment. If but, you feel but, me? But, but so here's my thing. So this is how I judge a lot of music, and we've had this conversation before. But when I judge yeah. music, I look at certain things as like, how does it surpass the test of time? Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't surpass the test of time, then one, I'm not gonna listen to your album again. So that's first and yeah. foremost. Second. You can't be rated. I hate when they go instant classic. That doesn't make any sense because those two words are, Nazi, are an oxymoron. You can't be an instant classic because instant is, is immediately and classic um, entails a lot of like time has gone back, gone by. Yeah. Eight Away and Heartbreaks to me is a classic. Like I'm looking at the track list now, um, and Say You Will was just like it's just one of those things. It's like even when. Nostalgia. Even if nostalgia didn't hit when I listened to "Say You Will," it's it's still fucking dope. Streetlights. I could listen. Uh, me and Diddy talked about this, and Diddy said he listened to Streetlights over and over again for like an hour while he was working an overnight, and he said he never got tired of it. And I kind of feel the same way about a lot of the albums, uh, a lot of songs on here. Like "Robocop" is a very silly, silly esque Kanye West song, but "Robocop" is dope. It's probably the most Kanye West song on 808 Heartbreaks. Um, that and even Love Lockdown, even though it was super auto-tuned and all that other stuff, but th- that's what I look. But that's what I mean by what, like when I hear Kanye West and I think of like what he can do. It's like because he can make a song and he can make an album, and it really feels like he put his whole fucking heart into everything that he's doing, and I just don't feel that way. When it comes to anything he's put out since my dark twisted fantasy, like there's no, it's all about. And again, and when I say this, I know how I'm gonna sound. I'm gonna sound like a hip hop backpacker, but like he's literally doing it all for the money. There's no real emotion or real anything behind it because he doesn't really seem like he gives a shit. It's like, oh hey, I'm Kanye West. I put out ugly Crocs. I put out ugly shoes, and I put out terrible music, and you'll buy it. But see, that's where I think that's where the disconnect comes in for me. What your argument is like? You can say that about the the same thing you said about eight away and heartbreak. You can I could I I guarantee you. I personally don't like Jesus, right? Jesus, that's right. I kept saying Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, I I personally don't like Jesus, right? Because it don't it's not my vibe. Like I don't like it. But there's a lot of people. That look back at that album and call it a classic. I agree, and I've heard it's, that recently right? too, which kind of like befuddles me. And I'm like, okay, right? And and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I I disagree with you, and I think there's a lot of evidence that says that Kanye West. I think money is important to Kanye West, right? Like he, like if you listen to everything he's been saying, I think he, you know, money's part of his getting rich. And being able to do what you want to do is part, definitely part of his philosophy. Absolutely. But I also think if you listen to him, his art 
is probably the most, it's like a driving focus. And I, you know how I've said things about him that indicate that I had, you know, this opinion about him for a while, but I just watched that documentary on Netflix, which is crazy how much, how much footage they had of him. Like this dude had a film crew following him before he was, before he was easy. But, that tells you how confident he, or how cocky, or whatever. He always had these personality traits, but, but he he was always grounded into something. He was always grounded. That's one of the things about Kanye when everyone talks about he was cocky. I'm like, he's always been cocky. He's always yeah. had it, it but it, it's funny because he's cocky, but he also has he's cocky, he's insecure, but he also has a chip on his shoulder. To have the foresight to go, hey, I want to record all of this, says a lot about the. Confidence and genius of yourself to be like, because it's funny, because let's say he was a complete failure, right? Mm-hmm. He puts that out now, it still does really well. His albums will then start to stream, and then he goes, okay, let's see what I can do with this momentum. So there's a lot that goes into what Kanye West does. Everything he does in terms of his business is calculated. Everything he does in terms of like his business is really calculated. His personal life is is what it is. I have I have certain feelings about him. I think that he has. I also feel like the people around him. Let's take me and you for example. And let's take me and you. Let's take my me and my wife Alcum. When my drinking started to seem like it could be getting out of control. We were out one day and we were hanging out and you said, hey, have you ever thought about not drinking? That was a subtle way of you saying to me, yo, every day I talk to you that you're off, you are drinking. Today, my wife alchemy, I ordered Drizzly, which is a alcohol delivery service. And she was like, hey, she was like, hey I just want to let you know that it kind of seems like you're drinking more than normal, blah, 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 blah. That's just something friends do and something that loved ones do and something that family does to kind of get to that. I always look at Kanye West as a wrecking ball without somebody behind the controls. That's interesting. Interesting you say that, and I know the answer because I think you told me anyways, but... You haven't watched that documentary. No, and I probably won't. And which but, is like, fine. But, it, but it's funny because yep. listening to you talk about it, because I value your opinion, which will come into the topic that we originally wanted to discuss. Mm-hmm. I will probably watch it now because you have watched it. And not mm-hmm. only does it gain content for what we're doing, but it also will it may give me a different perspective on what he's doing. I think it will, and I, I think, and the thing, the good thing about it is that it's it's honest, right? Like at first, I thought it was something that he was. It doesn't seem like he was that deeply involved with it coming out, but it was definitely made by people that you can tell care deeply about him, which was which was which interest which interested me, which kept me kind of hooked to it because it, it didn't seem exploitative in the least. It didn't seem like something that was a trying to apologize for whatever 
you know, or even felt the need to apologize for anything. It just was like a real honest look. And I think it fills in a lot of gaps that a lot of us have about him. And I think a lot of those gaps, we fill those in with, you know, our opinions about him. I don't think this will necessarily change your opinion about him. I just think that it might create a more fuller picture of of who Kanye West is and became. And that and that's and it was and became. That could be a thousand percent true. And you know me, I'm up for being wrong. Yeah, I, nah, I, I, must, I, again, I, you. I'm not. I don't think you're wrong. I, like, I, I don't think you're wrong. I think the shit he's doing, like, oh, like, let me just say this: the shit he's doing, like, moving a house across the street, like, or buying a house across the street from his um his wife who wants a divorce, is fucking nasty. Yeah, I think that's all fake. It, it could be. And that, thank you, thank you for bringing I, that up. I hope thank it you, is. Thank you for bringing it up. There's a lot of things that could be publicity. Like he could literally be. He could have bought the house, mm-hmm. and then never have, and have never gone there. And that's mm-hmm. an actual possibility that people don't realize that Kanye West could have done everything that he's doing, and then it could have nothing to do with what we're seeing. He may not even fucking live there, which is yeah. which is both hilarious and disturbing that's that someone would do that. And even and let's just say, for example, that the two of them are in cahoots with it. That's even worse. Because I've always because the whole idea of believe women is something that we should do. I think we should believe people. But with women because they've been dis because it's been literal centuries where we don't believe women when they come forward and say certain things. That's one thing. So if Kim is lying about this, which I don't think she is, it could set people back. It could set women back decades. So because of Kanye West's, um, what's the for? Because of his history, it seems like something that he would do. And then <laughs> the idea of him putting out a rap song and then threatening um, Pete Davidson, it's like, dog, like what are you doing? Like you were literally at the the. Um, the, uh, you were literally at Madison Square Garden with the fucking supermodel. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't have it one way and then expect it to be another. Like, you you look like a fucking clown right now. Like, Pete Davidson is giving something to your wife that she's wanting. You, she wants a divorce. She wants somebody else different in her life. So let that be what it is. Will it hurt? Absolutely. Me and my wife have broken up and... We have both done things when we were broken up that the other one doesn't want to fucking hear about because it hurts because we love each other. And I think that like he's in a position where it doesn't necessarily it doesn't compute to him because it's been a long time since he's been told no. That brings me to something Dio Hughley said that made a lot of sense. Where he said if Kanye West hadn't put out a dozen of hit tracks, he said he would never get laid. And I believe that. And let's be completely honest, if it was like our sister or our cousin, we'd be rolling up on him and whooping his ass. Like, cut that shit the fuck out. You know what I mean? No, I get that. But it just seems, and that's if it's not manufactured. It it also seems very telenovela. Yeah, and it's like, how is he getting, how's he getting away with this? Like, it's not like she's some, like, it's not like she. It's not like she, huh? Yeah, but she, okay, but she's Kim Kardashian. Like, yeah. so what? What do you mean? Like, and I get, and I get that. Kim Kardashian. And I, I get, I get. Believe women, especially women that are like, and usually this has to do with like a power dynamic. 
not just that as a man, you know, it's just that men tend to be, you know, due to society, like, in a position to take advantage of some privilege as a man. But I feel like Kim Kardashian, she's like a brand. She, you know, she's, she is a business. And, you know, she makes a lot of people a lot of money. And you would think that, you know, if this is happening and her life is being threatened and all that other stuff, like there would be some pretty powerful interest having a conversation with Kanye right now. Or or probably powerful interests that represent each of them having conversations with each other. Yeah. Right? Like, like, I don't know. I feel like, how is this even a thing now? Well, that's also another thing. It's just nasty, apparently. But I think that's also another thing is that the question is, how is this happening? But sometimes things get out of order. Sometimes things get out of hand. Sometimes it's just, like, we've all done things, and uh, and people always attribute attribute things to, like, well, you're age X, you should know better. I'm like, we all, sometimes we do things that are driven by emotion. Like, and that's just how it is. And, and sometimes it sucks and sometimes it's irrational, but emotions are irrational. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is, man. I just, I want what's best for both of them. And at the end of the day, like, I may not like Kanye West, but he's a black man. He's a human being. So I want what's best for him. He hasn't done anything that's unforgivable to my knowledge. So I just want him to succeed. I want him to be, I want him to be healthy. I want the relationship to work out, even if it's not a situation where they can be together. So, and like, and they also have a couple of kids that Uh makes things a little more difficult. And I'm like, yo, get your shit together because you could, he, and it's like, everyone goes, oh, he's a billionaire. You can lose a billion (laughs) dollars and not even realize it. That would be crazy to lose a billion dollars like that. It would be, but we've also That's seen nice. how, like, uh, we've also seen how it could happen. And then, then there's not even the idea of his mental health. Like, he could pull up, and I don't say this to be funny, but he could pull a Kurt Cobain. Like, you know yeah, I mean? and that's what I'm saying. Like, if yo, you know what? Watch the documentary, yo, and watch it, and let's have let's have part two of this conversation after you watch. I'm this. absolutely with that 100. You know what? Because you asked, I'll actually watch. Is it Netflix? It's Netflix. Yeah, it's is, Netflix. It week, is it um, a weekly thing or is it all up there? It's just three parts. Okay, then I'll, then I'll check it out. I'll definitely check it and out. And they're all out. They, they did come out weekly, but they're, they're out now. So let's talk about what we really came here to talk about. We here we came here to talk about the Batman. Yo, he didn't even sound like that. And No, there were times where he definitely sounded like that. His, his name is Vengeance, okay? <laughs> yo, that shit cracked me up when he... yo. When he first off, let me just say it. It didn't crack me up the first time he said it, because when he walked out the shadows and beat the dog shit out of those dudes, I was like, "Yo, <laughs> this is Batman." He walked out. Who the fuck are you supposed to be? Vengeance, and then beat the shit out their leader. And at that point, I'm like, "This is where the rest of you run away." Yeah. And then they tried to fight. I'm like, "Oh, y'all are dumb as hell." Yeah. yeah, but Joe, but that goes to why I think this was the best. And, and I'm not saying this is my first time saying this publicly because you know I, I wait. I want to let it stew a little bit. I want to wait a little, a little bit, right? 
because the first the, the first new Batman is always the best Batman ever, right? Like, um, it's it, but I, that, I feel I, like that's how we kind of go. Vehemently disagree with that because Batman Begins was fucking dog shit, and Batman yeah. and Dark Knight was better than um, Batman Begins. I also, yeah, but people, you know, people were like that. Nolan Batman was like, oh yeah, people it, were. It started the momentum. nuts over that. It yeah. started the momentum, but I don't think it was the best. And then we have Batman nineteen eighty nine, and I think people, I don't, I think it would have been split down the middle on which one was better with Batman nineteen eighty nine or Batman Returns. I think you'd have a fifty fifty thing when it comes on with uh, who is who they think is better. Well, the thing is, I got to a point where I'm like, we're never going to get a Batman that we see in the comics, right? Like, I got to, even like, and then it became like, you just compare the live action Batmans to each other. You don't really compare them to the comics. If you're a true comic book fan, like you really don't compare the Batman movies. Do you know what's funny about that is, is like I think we could have gotten a, a comic book accurate Batman if they didn't fuck up Ben Affleck. Yeah, he might have. He, he probably would have been. Dude, he even had the the animated series Square Jaw. Well, the the Nolan, not the Nolan, the um, Snyder reverse version of him, definitely, absolutely. So I think, but this one, Robert Patterson, whatever. Pattinson. How do you say his last name? Pattinson. Pattinson. Yes. I apologize. They and the director, I don't know the, the name of the director. Do you have that on you? Uh, give me a couple seconds. I can find it out for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could edit out this, this space. No, talk about, no, keep talking about what you're talking about. Like, just talk about what the director did and what you liked about it. Yeah, so um, they really created a Batman that I think I can see in the comic books. I don't think he's as good as the comic book Batman. Like, I don't think that's possible. Uh, Matt, but, Matt Reeves is the director. He's also done... Ba, 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 ba. He's also done... Oh, this makes, me sense. makes sense. He did uh, the Planet of the Apes movies. He also did Cloverfield. He did Let Me In. So he's like, So he's someone that, like, Oh, he did a 10 Cloverfield Lane either. Two, two of them. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, but he, apparently he wrote the, the Batman. He's, he wrote Let Me In, the screenplay for Let Me In. He wrote um, for the TV series. Oh, he wrote for the TV series Felicity. He did 84 episodes of that. Yep. So, and, and the thing is, too, like, I, I feel like Batman is usually not the center of his his books right it's, it's usually like the villain is usually a case that he's trying to solve right and also i think in the movies they try to make this a bruce wayne that's more like james bond right and, and when you really think about it like some of the best batman stories bruce wayne is like a broken mean quiet individual and i'm talking about bruce wayne not batman because as we know bruce wayne's the alter ego you know, he's actually Batman. So, like, Bruce Wayne is actually supposed to be Batman trying to be human, right? And I think they pulled it off in this movie. Um, he barely spoke. Um, he seemed kind of awkward, right? Like, I could I could tell people, like, I usually think, when I think about these movies, okay, so there's a vigilante, and he has all of this 
like equipment and it costs millions of dollars. Oh, and it happens to be a billionaire that doesn't show up at most things, right? Who's in shape <laughs> and, you know, like with the same jawline, hmm, right? Nobody puts two and two together. But I can see people not thinking that this Bruce Wayne is Batman, but also him playing a believable Bruce Wayne who can be Batman. Like so, that, that was, it's, co- it's complex and they pulled it off, man. So I want to point out something that uh, Steve Van Sampson said, because at first I was just kind of like, I didn't really like his Bruce Wayne, but Steve Van Sampson and one of, and one of, uh, one of the writers, Julia, I want, to, I want to say her name is, and my apologies if I got her name wrong. They uh, both brought up really good points. And one of the things that Steve Van Sampson said that really made a lot, a lot of sense to me was that Bruce Wayne was an introvert. We've never seen a an, an, we've never seen an introvert Batman, where um, Bruce Wayne, excuse me, because even Bruce Wayne has to kind of put on that put on that like persona where, oh hey, I'm rich guy, I have to be this person and da 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 da, and now it's different. Like we have introverts in the world who, and I think that appeals to a wider group of people who are just like, oh, I get that. I don't want to be fucking outside at all. And then on top of all that. Like, his parents just fucking died. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't want to be around this shit. He's like, yo, I'm, I'm vengeance. No, I don't want to meet with the fucking stockholders. <laughs> Fuck mm-hmm. them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And You'll lose all your money. Okay. What, what, like, what's that have to do with anything? And mm-hmm. as we've seen in the comic books, Bruce Wayne not having money does not mean a fucking thing. And I hate to break it to you, if Bruce Wayne, if Batman wanted to... He could rob drug dealers to fund yeah. his fucking to fund Batman. He could become the crime lord of a city. Yes, he, dude, Red Hood did it in Under the Red Hood. Mm-hmm. And he's not Batman. Yeah, and that was one of the things that Red Hood was trying to prove. They're like, hey, just so you know, like, like I'm not asking you to, to do this, this, and that, but can you just at least kill this motherfucker? Mm-hmm. And so, and and right now, Bruce Wayne doesn't have any. He's not rich. He's not like the billionaire that he once was. Mm-hmm. But he's somehow still managed to fund his all his Batman. Because he's Bruce Wayne. I mean, he's Batman. Like it's not about it's not about Bruce Wayne trying to keep people away from thinking that he's Batman. No, it's Batman. You know, having to like be human for a little bit right like yeah and that's the way that's that, and, and again like this is that's a big reason why i think this movie and it, oh, man it just i don't know it was it made gotham smaller but it made the story bigger and the moments just seemed so like just so big like it, it it was a three-hour film it was packed with so much but for me it felt it. like two hours and, and that's a, that's the other thing about this is like people will get, well people will harp on how long it was but it's like yo that's not a bad thing ignore mm-hmm. your attention span and the microwave idea of like everything needs to be a certain amount of time and this is coming from a person who has been on record saying that like the way with the way the future is TV shows. I think TV shows are the way of the future. I think eventually we won't be seeing um, these blockbuster movies. We'll be seeing the the focus will be on the record breakers from uh, like streaming and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But I watched this movie and I was I wasn't really worried about the time, except when I was like, "Fuck, how much time is left?" Because I'm really enjoying what I'm watching. 
it wasn't a, oh my God, when is this over? It was a, oh my God, I'm really enjoying this. It had a very, and I'm not comparing the two, it had a very end game feel to it because I didn't want this to end. I didn't yeah. want this to be over. Because yeah. it was the, one thing, one other thing I will say, this was the first time, this was the first time since Adam West that we got a detective Batman. Mm-hmm. You can you people can hate Robert Pattinson all he, all they want, but this is the first time that we've seen a Batman who's actually a fucking detective. And and they highlighted it too well, in, in a real that. smart way because Ben Affleck was a detective in a sense, but he wasn't given the time that Robert Patton, Pattinson was to be mm-hmm. a damn good detective. Yep, yep, and, and and I like the way they highlighted it, and they, and and the thing that was cool is that this is just year two Batman. Yeah. He's only been Batman for two years. That's and he's already exactly. he's already going through a crime scene and these trained crime scene investigators are following him to see what clues he looks at, right? Like yeah. this Batman ten years from now is gonna be a beast and you can just you can tell they're already setting up like this this character arc. Oh my god, that's this the potential other thing growth. And that's the other thing about this is it's like the next movie could literally be five years later. Mm-hmm. Like he could have already fought, and he could have already fought Clayface. Uh, Harvey Dent could already be become Two Face. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There are so many things that they could do with this because they did such a fantastic job with what they did with this movie, and it, mm-hmm. it has to be commended just from a cinematic standpoint. So mm-hmm. what's what the fuck was the douchebag's name who was just like oh comic movies aren't cinematic? Um, uh, a fuck. What's fuck, his name? Fuck. That director? Oh, I don't know. Something. I'm not a Coppola. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Fuck him, because this movie was cinematic. It's literally yeah. everything that he's done. It and, reminded me of Seven, yo. Holy fuck, you're right. You know, it's like very heavily. Seemed very heavily inspired by that. It was like, yo, this is this is what Gotham City like, yo, like, yo, this is this was this movie was, you know, you usually think about like, yo, why don't people just move? But then in the first couple of scenes, Batman is well, the first his his first monologue, you 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 realize that you know it's a big city. Yeah, you could probably live your whole life in Gotham and not really be. Unless somebody like floods the whole city, but you could probably live your whole life without, you know, experiencing well, the dark side of Gotham. Well, that's the other thing about um, early time Batman is early time Batman. And let's also point out that I, I really want to dig into this, but I want to make sure we, we mention it. He's already fought the Joker. Mm. Let's call it like it is. Um, but also, let's point out that this is a Batman who's. He's seen a lot, and he's also mm-hmm. understood the fact, as as you said, he's done more than some heroes have. So when he's just like, I've been at this for two years, like, yes, I've been at this for two years, but imagine what he's seen in Gotham mm-hmm. in two fucking years. Mm-hmm. The worst, it's literally the worst crime, uh, it's, the, it's the most crime-riddled place in all of DZ Comics. They talk about it, like, oh, it's the worst crime-riddled place in the world. Like yeah, but let me let, but let's point this out. None of your heroes are coming to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. 
what, what's the one the one time Joker was like, "Hey, I want to fuck with Batman. Uh, I want to fuck with Superman." What happened? He created a splinter universe with the evil dystopian Superman. Exactly. So, <laughs> so when people talk about like, oh well, and the only people, if this is one of the things that, that bugs me about when people go, well, certain superheroes could beat that. I'm like, that's true, but that's not the end game. Let's take um, Captain America and Sabretooth. Yeah. Could Captain America beat Sabretooth in a fight? Debatable. Absolutely debatable. I'm going to go with no, because he's mm. too erratic. Because what? Because he's too erratic. Like, he's too, like, mm. random. Could Captain America beat Wolverine in a fight? Absolutely, he has. Because there's two different, there are two different fighting styles that two different people could fight. Now, could... Let's take Spider-Man. Could Spider-Man do the same kind of job that Bruce Wayne is doing in um, Gotham? Absolutely. Would Superior Spider-Man do a better job in Gotham? That's not even a question I need to ask because the answer is fucking yes. <laughs> Gotham would be crime-free. Gotham would absolutely be crime-free if the Superior Spider-Man was in fucking Gotham. It's not mm. even a fucking question. Mm. Like, not even close. But again, it's a matter of... The, it's a, but that's part of what makes these universes great is because... It makes you ask these questions. It makes you like think of these things. And it's kind of dope because it's it's cool. Like these things, this is fucking cool. Like we saw that like the like they gave us hints to like the future the future of the the uh, DC universe. Well, excuse me, the Batman universe. When they was like, oh, I'm the assist, I'm the district attorney, and I'm like, oh my god, that means fucking. Uh, Harvey Dent is coming soon. And it's like, yo, this is so goddamn cool. They did so much in three hours, and people don't even realize what they've done. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, I got a little excited about, about all that. Not, and this is why I feel like my argument stands. This is the greatest live-action Batman. Greatest live-action Catwoman. Greatest live action penguin. Greatest live action, so on, so on, so on, so on. So uh, I will vehemently disagree with you. I think the greatest Batman movie of all time will, will so, so is. I don't know if it. I, I want to say it's probably Batman Returns. I think Batman Returns will always will be well, not always, because I think that eventually we will see a movie that was better than Batman Returns. But as of now, I still think Batman Returns is the best. Batman movie. However, let me say this. I do think that Batman Returns may be a better movie, but it may not be a better Batman movie. Does that make sense? It does. But I think that I think it's um I think you I think you're I think you're being real, real, real. I don't even know how to even explain what you're doing right now, man. Being you're grasping old, at. Being, I feel like you're grasping being at. Being old man, wait about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I'm gonna let you have that. It's your show. I mean, you know, it's, it, it's our show. But anyway, um, but the, the thing about it, I think a lot of it comes down to. I think a lot of it really has to deal with. It comes back to our Kanye West conversation. 
about how we feel about certain genres. I really, I felt the connection to a lot of what was going on because it said it felt really noir. Like you know what I mean. And I kind of gravitate towards that real detective darkness. Uh, we need to solve a crime, crime kind of thing. It felt like a really long episode of Law and Order, mm. minus the law, obviously, because there was no law <laughs> in that movie at all. Um, but yeah, but like all jokes aside, like it was a, it was a, it was really done. It was really well done. I'm mm. not, I'm not mad at anything that happened throughout that at all. And it's not something that I can say that happens often because there's a lot of times where I'm just kind of like, eh, it is what it is. I don't really give a shit enough to care about this at all. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But throughout the movie, I felt myself going, oh my God, this makes so much sense. This makes so much sense. The conversation with Alfred and him, he's like, well, you're not really my father. And even though I knew that would come back and play, when the conversation actually happened, I was like, this was really fucking dope. And it, it, it was really well placed. And this thing, like, it, there's a, a bunch of little things like that in this movie. Like, I feel like... I don't remember the last time I left the movie and was 100%... felt like it was complete. Like, it was just like... Oh, Spider-Man. Like, I would love, to, I would love more movie no just because it was Spider-Man, so good. Spider-Man I didn't even, No Way Home. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home? Yeah, that's, that's what I said. Sp- no, Spider-Man No Way Home was actually pretty fire, bro. Like, but, but, um, I don't know, man. This, I think this, this might be, if I take the entirety of superhero movies, mm-hmm. this is up there. This is, this is a top tier superhero movie, like of all time. But you know, the re- I don't, one of the reasons yeah. why it's such a top tier movie is because and I, I don't. I may not agree with you, but I can mm. understand your point because this was different. This wasn't something we're used to seeing. They mm. threw three <coughs> villains at us yeah. with three different stories. Like, and I'm, yeah. and it's like there was an A plot, a B plot, and a C plot. And all of it, yeah, yeah. Oh. all inter- There was a lot of characters in that movie. Yes, and all intertwined in a way that you're like, okay. I'm cool yeah. with this because we've seen a lot of comic book movies try to do this, and a lot of them have failed. But yeah. but the Batman did not fail when they did this, specifically because they knew what they were doing with that. And uh-huh. Matt Reeves did a fantastic job with writing all of this and producing, and like, and the producers did a great job. The creative team did a fantastic job with this as well, specifically because. If you're going to talk about the Falcones, it's Falcones, right? Falcone? Falcone, Falcones, I forget. Falcone, I don't know. It, like, like, you don't necessarily have to include the Penguin, but they did. And one of the things that I kept tapping Valkyrie about is like, oh my God, they did the whole thing where he fucked her face up, where, mm-hmm. where um, Catwoman fucked his face up. And that, for me, that was a huge deal because like that's a big part of Falcone's like whole thing is like that her like him being her father and her like scratching the side of his face. And I was like, that was so dope that they added this to it. So it was it was super fucking cool that they added how much there was to the crime in the crime in Gotham and how in, in how corrupted the system is in general. Which for 
those of you who don't know, there's a joke that I that I always found funny. It's a picture on my phone when someone goes, "What's the difference between a good cop in Gotham and Bigfoot?" And someone goes, "What?" And they go, "People have actually think that they've seen Bigfoot." <laughs> it's like you know what I mean. And that yo, that, yo, that was yo, that was nuts. Like the whole city, like everybody, like almost everybody in city leadership was corrupt. Yeah. Like, that was nuts. Like, stuff like that. Like, little things like that. Like, that's why Gotham is fucked up. And now, due to the, you know, it's already too late for spoiler warnings, but due to the flood, you can kind of see how Gotham turns into, like, this friggin' Dystopia? Dystopia, <laughs> right? Like, that really does need a Batman. Like, they might not have needed a Batman before this, but... Yo, I'm glad you said that because there was a lot of the time I'm like, yo, why does Batman have a Punisher War Journal? A what? A Punisher War Journal. Punisher has a War yo, Journal. Like, he literally takes... Like, Punisher... Really I was is, thinking about... I was like, Batman would not do that. That's one thing he wouldn't do because there's so much liability that goes towards, like... Anything. Yeah. But, like, it also makes sense for someone like him who's just in a position where he's like... I need to document this because otherwise he'd go mm-hmm. fucking crazy. And again, he's young. Like, this is a really young Batman. Hey, what is he, like 26, 29 maybe? I don't know. Couldn't even tell you. Yeah, so, for, but for all my, for all my, like, jokes about this, this was a really good fucking movie. Yeah. But can we talk about Zoe Kravitz a little bit? <laughs> oh, a little bit? Do you want to talk about her a little bit? Dog, okay, you know what? Hey, Pornhead, you guys will like, you guys will absolutely understand what I say when I say this. She gave me Jenna Fox vibes. Damn. Tell me I'm wrong. Every time she flipped the wig, I was like, yo, that's Jenna Fox. Nah. Nope. You know, very few people in my book compared to Zoe Crackers. So you're telling me all the wig changes didn't give you fucking... Uh, yeah, I wasn't even paying attention. I didn't even real. I wasn't even paying attention to the weight changes. Yo, I also got beef with you, by the way. Why? We literally said we'd go see this movie together. Nah, it was we talked about Doctor Strange? Oh, is that what it was? Oh, okay. Yeah. Beef for Cinder. All right, thank you. <laughs> but you you know, know, it's funny because I popped in my head. I was like, "Is this a movie we're supposed to see together?" I was like, "Nah, we didn't really because we weren't really talking about the Batman like that." Nah, we were we were we were heavy on Doctor Strange and all that. Yeah. But like, yo, but like, yo, Zoe Kravitz. So, for those of you who don't know, when Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway was Catwoman in Dark Knight Rises, Zoe Kravitz was actually up for the role as well. Yeah, I'm glad she wasn't in that because I would have wasted. It would have wasted. I would have wasted a good Catwoman. Um, and the reason she didn't get it was because she was told she looked too urban for the role. Let that settle in, ladies and gentlemen. Is it called? Is it called Gotham Township? <laughs> Go- Go- Gotham Village, right? That's what it's called. No, what the fuck is the name of that show? Um, um, oh my god, it's um, an English show that everyone loves. Um, not, fuck, I wish I could remember the name of it, but like, no, it, like it's not like an English show where like she looks too urban for this fucking thing. But honestly, like Goth Gotham. Abby? Uh, yeah, Goth Abington. Goth Abington? <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Is Goth Abington. <laughs> Gotham Abington. 
I'm I'm pretty sure it's called Gotham City. I'm pretty sure urban means city. So if they said she was too urban, that just meant she was too black. Yeah, that's all it meant. That's all it meant. That legitimately, that's really all it meant. But I the funny thing about it was, it's like and they could have tar- tarnished the good name of Anne Hathaway with that crap. Yeah, Anne Hathaway rocked and fucking uh, and she rocked. Yeah, it. she rocked and fucking. But I think. Batman. But I think that movie, that movie, like honestly, the Nolan versus Batman's, like I think this movie overshadows them so much that, like, oh. in my opinion, because you know, I was never really a big fan of them anyway. But, like, that's oh, just... oh, so we're both, we both, we're both in agreement that they're both that the Nolan verse is overrated. We talked about that. Yeah, like on CCBN. Yeah, like it's 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 good, but Batman hmm. Return, Batman Begins was ass. Batman Begins was absolutely ass, and there's no one who can tell me otherwise about it. Batman should not have been trained by the League of Assassins. I hate when League people League of do Shadows. <laughs> or whatever it is. League of whatever. He should not have been... Like, him and Rajah Ghul, like, that should not be a thing. So, let me let me ask you a question, just because this is something that we, we often do as conflict nerds. Let's put, our, let's put our feelings to the side. And the, Bat, the Batman is an alternate reality where we both know that he... Um, it's not the Batman that we know. And and even though we know that, because let's take movies like uh, X-Men First Class, X-Men... Uh, I almost call them my like Dark Twisted Fantasy. Days of Future Past, and, um, and the Avengers MCU. All of it is in, a, is in a different universe. So we also understand that there are certain things that just aren't going to happen because this isn't the same universe. The Nolan verse annoyed me because I don't think they were necessarily good films. I think mm-hmm. there was a lot of good things that went along with it. I think there's a lot of things that they should be proud of, but overall, I don't think the Nolan verse was that good. What it did was it made us excited about Batman Batman movies again. It made us excited. It, it 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 added to the excitement of superhero movies. It 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 showed us it like it was something. I, I don't want to disrespect it, only because I think it did not time disrespect out, time the out, time fans. Out. This is the old man wage show. Disrespect that shit. No, let's, I'm let's, a, let's, no. Let's there's a reason why I don't interview. want to disrespect. Give us a fucking got, interview. There's a reason why I don't want to disrespect it. Like, I don't care about disrespecting things. I, there's a reason why I don't want to disrespect this in particular. Because as a comic book fan, I think that Nolan, he did this. That movie was respectful to comic book fans. Like, it might not have been the greatest movie. I might not like it as much as other people do. I'm, I'm more like you than that. But at the same time, like, you know, it brought us to Dark Knight. You know? like That's true. That's, that's all it brought us to that. You know? And... And honestly, and, and yeah. I, I joke and I say that and I say disrespected and all that because, you know, I'm me. But I also really feel that there's there's a um, we can thank the Nolan we can thank the Nolan verse for Daredevil. I honestly Ooh. don't think we get the Daredevil that we've seen without the Nolan verse. Huh. There's a there's a lot of similarities that come between the two of them specifically because they're both really dark, they're both really get gritty. And we both seen a superhero who got hurt and stayed hurt. Like mm-hmm. Daredevil didn't just get up. Like he was hurting a lot. Like the next day, mm-hmm. he was like, Oh my god, I'm still in pain. Like and I think I think not only comic book fans, 
but I really feel that viewers in general really appreciated what he did and what um, Daredevil looked like the day after a fight. And I showed the kind of commitment, you know, like I think Christian Bale was really committed to Bruce Wayne to a certain point. I think he kind of like by the third movie, I think he was kind of done with that role. Have I talked to you about how, how much they stole from Moon Knight? From Moon Knight? Yeah. Really? So, let me just look this up just to make sure I got it right. Uh, Dark Knight Rises. So, The Dark Knight Rises came out in 2012. Moon Knight... uh, The Bottom. Moon Knight The Bottom came out in 2014. Really? That's not right. That's not right at all. Um, Moon at the Bottom came out in, da, 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 I'm loving it. Moon at the Bottom came out in 2007. If anybody, go back, for all of you people listening, um, go out and reread The Bottom by Charleston Huston. And Charleston Huston? No. What the fuck is his name? Nah, you know, I suck with names, man. Yeah, Huston and Finch. Uh, hmm. Oh, Charlie Huston. And uh, David Finch. It's called Moon Knight, Volume 1, The Bottom. This is actually the, the series that made Moon Knight who he is today. In 2012, Dark Knight Rises came out. One of the, There's a lot of similarities that go into that. One, Moon Knight had given up being... Uh, Mark Spector gave up being Moon Knight. Okay, every hero gives up being Moon Knight. No big deal. Another thing that comes up to that, the braces that... Uh, Bruce Wayne wore that miraculously healed him, something that Moon Knight had. The com- like the conversation that he's had with his butler that made him better, Moon Knight had that and that as well. There's a lot of similarities that go into it when it comes when you're reading that. So I encourage every comic book fan to go back and read Moon Knight the Bottom and then go back and watch Dark Knight Rises, the beginning, because a lot of it has a lot of it seems like it's blatantly stolen from that particular series. Damn. I I ain't went to gossip, but you ain't heard that from me. <laughs> some some dude with a friggin' Warner Brothers friggin' name tag is gonna be knocking on your door pretty soon. Like they can knock on the door, I will fuck them up. That's hilarious. Yeah, man. So Batman, how many old man waves does it get? I mean, old man, wait. What's the rating? If you're going one to five, I give bat. I give um. I give the Batman four and a half. Old man, waves out of five. You absolutely, uh. you absolutely should go see it. I give four and a half out of five. It's going to be a movie that's going to be looked at as a classic, and I don't mean that necessarily because of it's a Batman classic. I say that specifically because. The things that Batman accomplished in that movie is going to change the way we look at comic book movies in general. We didn't have, and it's going to change things. Like we didn't have the sympathetic villain that we've seen in the, in Marvel comics, which I'm tired of that trope. We didn't uh-huh. see a lot of. There wasn't a pity party. We we and again, like and I've said this a million times, we don't need to see Bruce Wayne's parents die. We don't need to see. Um, Ben Ben Parker died. Like these are things we don't see, and like these two, like uh, Spider Man, 
Spider-Man No Way Home and um, the Batman, they're both things that have destroyed tropes that people are used to seeing. And I think that yeah. it's, it's, I'm giving it four and a half OMWs out of ten. Excuse me, out of four, four out of five. Um, I think you should go see it. Do you need to see it in theaters? I don't know. I can't say yay or nay because there isn't a lot of moments like there was in Endgame or other like super exciting movies where you necessarily need to see it in theaters. The only reason I will say that if you haven't seen it in theaters, go see it in theaters is specifically because I feel that if people don't go see it, we're not going to get a new kind of comic book movie. And I think we deserve something different from what we see. Mm-hmm. How many Super Wokes do you give it? I give it five out of five Super Wokes. Five out of five Super Wokes is a big deal, man. Yeah, it you, is. Why do you give it, it five is. out of five? I give it five out of five because honestly, bro, like every aspect I judge a movie from cinematography, writing, directing, acting, casting whatever pacing it it did everything like it did everything yeah and that, and 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 i, I would I, I don't know if i've ever really given a movie a perfect score of anything really but um, this movie like it really it, like if 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 this was like an art school project right and we get an a plus plus yeah. i don't think there'd be anything it would just it's just it was it and it was a love letter to so many. T- it was a love letter to the detective um, noir genre. It was a love letter to the to the thriller. It was a love letter to the superhero. It was a love letter to you know to to you know just it was just it was such a good movie, such a good experience. Um, I, like I would we, say I as far like, as I feel like the two of us need to go see this again. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like the two of us need to go see it together. Did you go see it with um Shane Ice? Yeah. I feel like the two of us need to go see it together. Like and just yeah. and just like actually really absorb it together and then like mm-hmm. talk about it again and like really look at it. Because I there's so much that happened in that that I really I don't know if I absorbed all of it. Because sometimes yeah. you see a movie and you don't really take it all in at once. And I'm yeah. also and like some people are like, oh, you Giggity. Go, huh? Okay. <laughs> that took a second. But um but just the idea of it, at, like all together, like I really do think that there was a lot going on with that. I really do think yeah. that, like people should people should go see this movie, should go support this movie. Yo, and I was not even just to support the movie. Like I didn't see it in IMAX, but I kind of wish I did. Like if you don't have like a really nice TV at home, right? Like, on, and I mean like, like you know, one of those like super high end TVs. Oh, like me. Go to dude. I'm still on. 1080p, like the TV I've had, yeah. I've had, yeah. like people were like, like it was funny. I was listening to Joe Budden, it was just like, yo, y'all niggas are still on 1080, 1080p. And someone was like, yo, don't sleep. A lot of people are still on 1080p. I'm like, dog, I'm still on 1080p. The yo, TV you're the only I person had, I know with a PS, playing a PS5 on a 1080p TV, bro. <laughs> like that's so, that's so disgusting to me. That's so, that's, it hurts. It hurts me. Dog, I was playing it, my it literally PS- hurts. Dude, I was playing I was playing the PS5 on like a like a TV that was like immaculate and I'm looking at myself playing 2K and I'm like I looked at my hands, I'm like, what have I done? Yeah, like <laughs> but did you do this recently? 
Yeah, it was like right after that surgery. Yeah, bro. Like, like, and I think I've told you. I told you. I've told you this. So next time, next time I come over, I'm bringing, I'm bringing my PS. I'm bringing my PS5 just so you. Yeah, can- but you you can't take my TV with you. You have to buy your own TV. That, that's fine, but you need to play Horizon because that shit is fucking something else, man. Yeah, but yo, but before we even get to that, I just want to say, like, you mentioned something, like, and, and I just want to finish a statement, like, with the TV thing, like, if you don't have one of those, go watch it in IMAX, because, like, a big, important part of this movie, and, like, the way they created Batman, and the mood, and all that, it's, oh, like, the, the, the lighting. The, no, let me just say, you said the lighting, and the first thing that popped, that popped in my head was the end of that chase scene. That was the yeah. moment where I was, like... Yo, he's Batman. Yeah, bro. Like he literally, <laughs> like he walked out of it, and it was funny. I was watching um honest trailers, and it was like so a bunch of people died. So he, even though he wasn't the fucking um snitch, but like it was so dope because I'm like, yo, you don't get the concept of how fucking dope that is. That like he walked out like suck my dick, I'm Batman, and it was one yeah. of the biggest moments of that movie. And for me, it was that it was at that moment where I was like. Yeah, he's Batman. <laughs> Yo, and let's let, let's give it up to Penguin Diesel over here, like freaking, Yo! Yo, he drove his ass off, bro. Like you can kind of see like how how Penguin would be like such a formidable foe, right? Like Peng, um, sneakily skillful, right? Like, like so. Hold on, let's let's actually okay. So we we briefly went over this. So let's um let's before we go, let's break down each character and let's let's finish off with Batman. So first, let's start off with the Riddler. The opening scene with Riddler, and I'm looking at him watching this, I'm like, is that Batman watching somebody? Uh And then finding out that it's Riddler, and he's just like, he has a mission, I was like, yo, this Mm -hmm. Riddler's, I'm like, okay, this Riddler's good. So I don't, as the the story went on, I wasn't too thrilled with him. I don't Uh think, I'm not giving him the credit that everybody else did. I will say this, that he wasn't bad. He, I don't think this Riddler was bad. But if I'm if I'm going one, if I'm going five being the highest, I'm giving him probably a three and a half. <clears throat> but I don't think it was the actor's fault. I think it was you only you can only do so much with the material that's given to you. Because there were moments of brilliance, but there were also moments of failure. In my personal and humble opinion. Um, so I think that I, I give him three and a half old man waves out of five. What do you give the Riddler? Oh, so we're giving him individual scores. So he oh, threw yeah, a little... We're going individual scores on this. Oh, man. I like the Riddler, I, you know. Uh, I, 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 partic- I particularly like the way they positioned him as kind of like the anti-Batman. Like you know, I I really like how they did that. Like he like like it's pretty much they grew up kind of like in a parallel way. Yes, yes. Sir. You and, know what's funny about that is, and now that you mention yeah. it, I always I've said this a million times that I think there's a Nichols difference between Bruce Wayne and Jason Todd. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So yeah, you were saying like the parallel all that, and I, and I agree with you that they did a great job about that. Yeah, I think that um, you know we didn't really see a lot of the ruler. We saw like his impact. I like that about. I like that about. I like when when movies do that with their 
they're they're villains, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's kind of like the villains kind of in the air, right? Like just like right behind you, but you can never see him. Yeah. And the fact that they caught the Riddler because the Riddler wanted to be caught. That's the other thing about that is that you that's, feel that's, me? That's, like, that's a damn good point. Like the Riddler yeah. wouldn't have been caught if he didn't want to. Yeah, like he was just like you can, yo. He's a super villain for a reason. Like, so for me, super villains get caught too easy sometimes in these movies because of time constraints, which they clearly didn't have in this movie. But um, so honestly, again, I'm gonna give this Riddler a five. And, and when you meet the Riddler finally, um, the man behind the mask was just terrifying, bro. Like, and you can see that type of personality becoming a serial killer in real life. Like, he wasn't, like, this out of, like, this, like, the Riddler in, um, Batman and, not Batman and Robin. Uh, I forgot what Batman that was, that the Riddler was in. Uh, um, that was, uh, the worst Batman ever. He was in Heat, he was in the Gruber, Val Kilmer. Yeah, 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 Val Kilmer, but I forgot which which Batman movie it was. The name of that Batman movie, right before I think it was right before Batman and Robin. But um, I don't know. Like that Riddler was really just like just so cartoony, right? And I felt like that's how I think that people felt like the that's the only way you can like play a Riddler in the movies, right? But this Riddler was like Zodiac Killer style, like yeah. You know, like, I, I loved it, you know, and, and one thing, the Riddler leaves clues, Batman solves those, you know, and that's like, that juxtaposition, and it was really good, man. I liked it. I like I the Riddler. So, let's go to Catwoman, uh, Selena Kyle. Let's go to Selena Kyle, because yes, she wasn't called Catwoman the entire movie. I'm yeah. giving her, out of five old men waves, I'm giving her a fucking six. Because she was absolutely fantastic because she epitomized everything about Catwoman. Not only was she dope in terms of like the like the subtle aggression of Catwoman. That's something that people may not may not know about Catwoman. For all the stuff that um Michelle Pfeiffer did, excuse me. She Catwoman is very subtle. When she wants to be aggressive, she will. And she will uh-huh. fuck you, and she will fuck your shit up. But and, but she also, and when I say play her position, I don't mean that in a misogynistic way. Catwoman always knows to play her position because she always knows how to bide her time, and that's exactly what she did the entire fucking movie. When it looked like she uh, took both those things out and put those those eye things out and threw them away, she was like, "Nah, I'm gonna keep this shit just in case I need it later," uh-huh. and she did that. That was fu- that was one of the crucial. That was the moment where I said to myself, "She gets it. Yeah. She absolutely gets it." And that and that made made all the difference for me when it comes to Zoe Kravitz. But we both know that Zoe Kravitz is an aimless kind of actor that doesn't get the respect that she deserves. Yeah. Um. So she gets she gets a she gets a six out of five for me because she was just something else. I will go as far to say that she was the best part of the Batman movie. Um, she she blew my fucking mind, man. And just watching her just be Catwoman and saying to myself that, like, I would watch anything that she's in as Catwoman. But again, like, 
I hated Mad Max, but she was good in it. Uh-huh. I I honestly can't say enough about how fucking great she was as as Selena Kyle, and even the end where she was gonna like shoot dude in the face and like you know you are my father and all the other stuff. There's a lot that goes into that, and I, whew, I, I I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. She was she was just better than. I expected her to be a. I expected her to be a ten. Uh-huh. And she was an eleven. Yeah. Yep. Five out of five. <laughs> I, I know you see a trend grow here, bro. Like, um, just she she killed it. She killed it. Um, I think the challenge for live action Catwoman is you got to make Cat Lady seem sexy, right? Yeah. Normally, you don't you, you don't go to a young lady's house and you see twenty five cats and go like, ooh, right? Like, <laughs> um, no, nah, but like, damn. But like, she seemed believable. Like, it it was interesting because it was kind of like she played that femme fatale role really well. Because she wasn't just a damsel in distress. That's a big right? part. It was of kind it. of like of, the lady oh, in the God, red. Stop! 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 Right now, I want to do yeah. this. I want to applaud you for pointing something out that I mm. didn't peep that you that no point in time was she a damsel in distress. But I couldn't I couldn't let that go without applauding you for no. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love <laughs> I love mansplaining feminist <laughs> ideas. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> um, you can rescind that clap. Um, no, I'll, I'll never rescind that because you bring up a really good point about that. Yeah. One of the things me and me and Valkyrie talk about, and because yeah. she because she always thought that Lois Lane was always like this, like damsel under stress. I'm like, oh no, like they left that damsel under stress thing with Lois Lane far behind. And she yeah. was like, well, why the fuck did they do it in the movies? I said, I wish I had an answer for you. <laughs> Yeah, those movies had problems, but um, yeah, she she really embodied that again, like that the whole detective noir feel of it, like that that lady that walks into the office in the red dress with the 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 twenty two in her stocking, yep. right? It kind of embodied that a little bit. You can kind of see, you know, how she you can kind of like imagine you can fill in the blanks, and that's I think that's. Part of the reason why they were able to introduce so many characters, because like there was so much subtext behind these characters, like you can you can see their motivations without it having to be put into your face, um, and so you can kind of imagine how this Selena Kyle would grow up to become a cat burglar, right? Like, like the whole thing, like I like strays, and yeah, and Valkyrie wasn't a big the biggest fan of it. But when she heard her, when she heard Selena Kyle say that, she's like, "Oh, that makes sense." Yeah, she's a stray. She's a stray, man. Um, and then just this, it just and, and I hate to, go, and I feel like I don't I don't want to say this to take away from Zoe Kravitz's ability as an actor, but like as Catwoman, there needs to be like a sex appeal about it so, about her. All right, and so let me just say this. There are certain characters who have to have a certain sex appeal to them. Yeah. And and I, and I hate when people go, oh, you're a misogynist. That's fine. 
You can call yeah. it misogynist for when I say this. There are certain characters that have to have a certain sex appeal to them. Among yeah, she embodied it. She 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 bodied it, bro. Among those characters, and I'm gonna go man and woman. Among those characters are Selena Kyle, Poison uh-huh. Ivy, uh-huh. and Thor. Yeah, and that's why when we saw Fat Thor, it made such a difference because it was like, oh my god, that's not what we look at when we see Thor. It and he was so hot. Oh yeah, I don't know. If, listen to the last Old Man Wade show. He was actually my number one pick. Um, that's hilarious. Uh yeah, Thor's my number one pick. Let's let's call it like it is. I'm I'm leaving. Nah. But like, but that's the thing about Selena Kyle. Like, you have to be sexy. You have to you have to embody mm. sex. Yeah. Like I love like we all have our favorite comic book characters that we think that are flat out sexy and stuff like that. But Catwoman may be the one that embodies everything everything that comes with like the sex. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and the way her motives were like really, like it was effortlessly integrated into Batman's motives, and you could, it makes sense how they would end up working with each other, right? And so, you know, five out of five, bro. So let's go with uh, my favorite character, Penguin, Uh who I also give a five out of five. I thought that Colin Farrell just murdered that role. I can't wait to see his spinoff. I can't wait. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I'm like, I can't wait to see Colin Farrell's spinoff. But it also, yeah. he has a sex it's nasty. Tape. But he also has a sex tape so I can see it whenever I want. Um, yeah. So, but like, all jokes aside, it's like Colin Farrell was perfect as Penguin. I mm-hmm. know, One of the things I loved about it more than anything else was his... He had this whole thing where he looked um, weak. Uh-huh. He looked like, oh, I'm following this person because that's who I am. And like it was like, that's who Penguin is. He's an opportunist. Uh-huh. He, and again, I say this word again. I said, I said embodied a lot of times in this episode, but he embodied an opportunist. Uh-huh. And that's where I think that like he made it perfect because he was everything that I expected to see from the Penguin. And I was like, dear God, man. But I think they also took a note from the, is it Gotham that was a show on um, Fox? I yeah. Think, I think they took a page from the Gotham book where it's like, let's kind of grow Penguin before we make him someone that we make a franchise out of it. It was a good idea. It was a, it was a fantastic idea. So I give them a lot of props for doing what they did with the Penguin. I think that this is this is someone that I think that Penguin's someone that can build a franchise around them. Uh-huh. I also feel that this is someone that eventually they're gonna be like this was because of the makeup they could keep him around for another ten years. Yeah. Uh, so let, we don't really need to go into the Falcons because like they were I thought the Falcons were good. I thought they were five out of fives. I don't really need to go over no. more to that. I, get, I mean, I, and I also give the Penguin a 5 out of 5. I'm sorry, I, I totally skipped you about that. So, what are your thoughts on the Penguin? I'll be quick. I'll just say, like, I feel like, you know, I think everybody did great, but there's one, like, ro- there's one um, performance that I think needs to be up for Oscar worthiness. Yes. And that, that, that's this Penguin that. role. I agree with like, that a thousand percent. Like I, you know, he, I'm thinking he, it as I'm watching, I'm like, he did such a damn good job that he deserved yeah. an award for what he did there. 
Yeah. Like, if he doesn't get nominated, like... Well, we also know there's a bias towards comic book projects. But that's what I'm saying. Like, bias or not. And that's why I say, like, I feel like I'm not gonna... No matter how well everybody else did, I can't see them getting the nod, but um, Colin Farrell? I don't bro. see... I don't see Robert Pattinson getting a nod. I don't think he should. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I don't think he should get a, a um, yeah. Oscar or an award-winning nod for that. He so, didn't do much. Batman wasn't really the center of this movie at all. Well, th- don't get me started because I have a lot of opinions on when you make someone a star when they're not that because I have a lot of opinions on that when it comes to Bel Air, which I don't know if you started watching it. I freaking love that show. Oh, we can get into that right after this. Somebody's calling me. Oh, wait, are you not answering the phone? Hold on. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Yeah. You hear me? Yeah. I just want to make sure I was recording. I stopped for a second. Um, I can't hear you. What were you talking about? Can you not hear me? Hello? what we were talking about, but we're going to go back to the Falcons. I kind of don't feel like we need to talk about the Falcons because they were who they were. Um, they could have got anybody from the Sopranos to do that fucking role. Um, I will say, though, that I give more props to the creative team who did the Falcons more than anything else to make sure that they weren't like stereotypical, like uh, hey, yo, like Italian mobsters. So I give more props to the creative team than I do the actual actors for all that. Yeah. Um, I think they served their purpose. Like, I don't, you know, I just think that um, they just added to, like, the multi-layered um, quality of this movie. Yeah. You know, um, you know, you had... Gotham has dangers at every level, and they were, and 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 he was kind of that specter at the top. Yeah, that did. that was kind of like the the weather, like the weather was corruption, and that's who they were, right? Oh, so shit. even like, and everybody was fighting <laughs> against. Wait, 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 we're not gonna let that pass yeah. because you said something really dope because you were like the weather is corruption. Yeah. And that's a thousand percent true, and you need to be acknowledged for that. How fucking true that is. So I just want to make sure that that was heard. Thank you again. Um, I really like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, 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 and I just want to. It's kind of like the air was corrupt, and they were they represented that kind of like. You know how to say Galactus isn't evil or good? Galactus yeah. is just Galactus, and Galactus needs to eat. Like, Gotham mm-hmm. needed to eat on, like, illegally sourced donation <laughs> money. Right? Like, that's just what Gotham yeah, I'm, does. I'm mad you called Gotham Uwar Johnson. Yo, they needed, do- they needed donations. 
He's like, give me Gotham. Yo. Yo, Umar Johnson is a Gotham villain. Yeah. Yo, Gotham, give me your grit money. Your money. Give me your... (laughs) Give me your grits money. (laughs) Yo, he said that shit. He told people to give them their grit money. Yeah. No, but I mean... You know, they just they just played their part, bro, and 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 it was something that both they played something both Batman and Riddler. It kind of like put an emphasis on the fact that Batman and Riddler again that parallel development. Yeah, they're both fighting against the same thing, right? They're both kind of they they've both been created by this world, yeah. and the Falcons they represent that world. I absolutely agree. We talked about Penguin. We talked about we talked about Riddler. So, last but not least, how do you feel about um, Batman? I give him. So, I'm gonna say this. I give Batman a ten out of ten. Hmm. I give Batman a ten out of ten. I absolutely give Robert Pattinson's Batman a ten out of ten. Um, I give his Bruce Wayne originally. I gave his Bruce Wayne a six. But after talking to Steve Van Samson, like I said, I talked to one of our um, one of our co our friends on Facebook, one of my Facebook friends, Julie, like I have to give him like an eight. Mm-hmm. Because he's a different kind of Batman and I and I fall into that whole thing where it's like I judge him specifically on what I know from the comic books. And I'm a, and I'm a, and I am, am a victim of going, oh, well, he's not like the comic book and da-da-da-da, but I have to admit that like once I realize that this is an the universe and someone actually explained something to me, yeah. The Batman was a... The Batman... To Robert Pattinson as Batman was a... He was an 8 as Bruce Wayne, but he was a, definitely was a 10 out of 10 when it comes to like him being Batman. Um, I, I, I... You know, I give him a perfect score... For both roles, I think um, in the Batman, the fact that yo terrifying, I'd be terrified. Yo, I, you know what's I'd funny? Be terrified. He, he like he he didn't he he had a vibe around him where it was just like you don't want them. Pro- you don't want these problems right now. Yeah, and the thing is, and like it it and. They explain. They didn't even have to explain anything. Like, yeah, my bat. His bat suit can can deflect machine and fire close range. Okay, yes, yeah. it can. Don't worry how it can. It can. And it looks cool when he does it, right? Like, <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. his tech is built in a way that it 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 gives him an advantage, but it's kind of, in, but nobody can really see how it does that. So, like. Those contacts, I think, are a really important tool. Oh my god! You know what's funny about that is, I'm glad you brought that up. So, me and Valkyrie mm-hmm. were talking, and I was just like, and I was, she was like, she looked at my face. She goes, "What?" I go, "It kind of annoys me that he doesn't have." And I was like, and she go, "I go, I'm being a comic book nerd right now." She goes, "Why?" I go, "Because Batman has this thing where, like, he kind of like I was like I she, she was talking about his eyes, and I was like, well, Batman has this thing where he just kind of." looks through things through a certain lens, and his eyes are normally white. She goes, really? I go, yeah, it's kind of like Deadpool in the movies. It was like his eyes are just normally white. And she goes, well, why are Batman's eyes normally white? I go, well, because he's looking at things through a a lens, like it's helping him identify certain things. 
And then I kid you not, as soon as I finish explaining it, uh-huh. she takes the context out. And I'm like, and she goes, uh-huh. well, there you have it. I said, I have no complaints. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that kind of like shows, I like that way a little bit. Because like Batman, you know, he's not a superhero, but he can go, he, he does things that make it like kind of question like, he's not normal. Like he'll go in a room, look at a room for two seconds, and then have all the clues. Mm-hmm. And with this movie, he can do that, not because he's a superhero, it's because he's smart enough to put create some dope ass contacts that can analyze the whole area quickly, right? Like, yeah. And on top of that, we don't need to know that. Like, it's one of the yeah. things where it's well it's well documented that Batman mm. is the world's greatest detective. We don't need to know this shit anymore. We know what uh-huh. he is. We we get it. Like that's what it is. Uh-huh. That's who he is. We don't need to know anymore. Yeah, they don't have to explain it. And then him as Bruce Wayne. This is one thing that that got me. When he walked in, when he went to the funeral, I hated it. And and but but I don't know if you peeped this, but there was kind of it was kind of like a uh, uh, a a sister scene to an earlier scene in the movie when Batman enters the crime scene that Gordon invites him to. Okay, and then you can kind of he doesn't say anything. But people are kind of looking at him like, yo, like that's the Batman. And then the same thing happens when he goes to the funeral as Bruce Wayne. I didn't think that at all. That's a that's a damn good catch of You know, I didn't think that. And he does he does this is like this thing without even talking. There's like a presence about him. Whether it's Batman being a scary villain, like 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 vigilante, or it's Bruce Wayne being you know, one of the richest people on the planet. Like, he still has, you know. a, there's still a vibe to him. Exactly. You know, That's like, it's just, it was so good. Catch, man. Yeah. And this stuff does, but the, and the thing is, this stuff doesn't happen by accident. Like, the people that created this movie were intentional about these connections, bro. And it's like, that to me makes a masterpiece. And to go back to, like, sorry to go back to the Kanye West discussion, oh, God. but it's like that. It's like seeing. It's in good art. It's like seeing the the effort that was put into creating like a deep textured experience, bro. And they did that in the Batman. They did that with Batman and Bruce Wayne. And that's why I give Batman and Bruce Wayne a perfect score, man. Because so they this movie. All right. So overall, out of out of five old man Wade, I give this an old man Wade. I give it a four point five. I think you absolutely. I think absolutely. You should go see it. I actually no fucking. I'll give it. I'll give it a five. I'll give it a five out of. I'll give it a five out of um, five because honestly, I think this is a this is a really good movie. Despite the long, despite the the runtime, I think everyone should. Go, I think if you're a fan of Batman, if you're a fan of movies in general, go see this. It's actually really fucking good. It's, it's not just a good comic book movie. It is. If you didn't know who the fuck Batman was. This is still a good movie. Mm-hmm. So I honestly believe that I think anybody who goes to see this would absolutely enjoy it. Um, if you enjoy cinema or whatever, whatever the fuck, uh, Francis Ford Cuntula. Um, God damn, I was trying not to say that word. Um, but yeah, like I think everyone should go see. It. I think you enjoy it. I think it's a really fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, before, yeah, man. Before we get off this, Super Woke, where can they find us? Uh, you can find us on Facebook, 
at the Old Man Wade Show Facebook page. Mm-hmm. You can find us online at oldmanwade.com. Mm-hmm. You can find Old Man Wade on Twitter at, say your handle, young man. Ooh, I yawned. Um, old man Wade com O L D M A N W A D E C O M on Twitter yeah. and Instagram. And you can find me underneath Nowhere. my dead parents' mansions, <laughs> personal underground railroad building my rocket powered Batman mobile. Oh, did we rate the Batmobile? Because that was definitely the best Batmobile, period. Five million out of five. Doug, I can't wait to see what they do with the with the fucking bat jet or the bat plane or whatever. Oh, that giant! Oh, yo, when it revved, oh, like I, I don't even know how to like it. Just I felt it in my heart, yo. Yo, Like you know, I'm not a car guy, but like watching him go, I was like, and like the teeth. Yo, yo, that joint was crazy. In moments like that, I think that's why I need to go see it. You need to see the theater for that alone. You yeah. can see it don't like just the Batmobile. That's why I need to see it in the theater. Yo, that shit was something else. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that joint was crazy, bro. There were some really cheesy moments, like him. Um, like the whole thing when he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna cut this off, and I'm gonna be this person, and I'm gonna drop down and protect it." I'm like, "Yo, nigga, this is cheesy as fuck. We did not need this." Mm-mm. But um, last but not least, we got to talk about uh, before we get off, we got to talk about the Joker cameo. Yeah, um, it was really well done. Uh, that was a Joker. I hate to break it to you. Um, I will be the first to say that I don't think that we need Joker. Mm-hmm. I think that Joker is a crutch that DC Comics uses that I don't think they need to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that everything that we saw from the Riddler, Cat, um, Selena Kyle, and the Falcones proved that if you have the right villain, you don't need the Joker, period. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I trust this this group of creators to only use the Joker when they have a real plan to use him. I don't think right, like I agree, and I honestly don't think we're going to see the Joker until the third movie. I think we're yeah. going to see a clip. I think we're going to see a, the same thing of him again, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. be shocked if we didn't see him until the fourth movie. Yeah, you know, like it'd be cool to see him just in prison for a couple of movies as Batman keeps filling up Arkham Asylum. And at some point, you know, the Joker escapes and... Yeah, and, like, imagine that shit when, like, Joker, like, imagine, like, he does it again. Imagine him doing that shit again in the second movie where he's just... Who the fuck? Let's say he's just being a dickhead to... Uh, who's who's the next villain we could see? Let's say he's being a dickhead to Scarecrow, and the Scarecrow sitting there like you know, like oh, I can't believe I lost and blah 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 blah. And then, uh-huh. and then that particular, and then Joker's just kind of sitting there like, no, 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 you need to do this and you need to do that and blah 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 blah. And then the third movie, something else happens, uh-huh. and then there's another fucking villain, and uh-huh. then Joker's like, you know what you guys need. You guys need a leader. 
and then Joker steps up and does this shit. What <laughs> the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that would be the way to go about this shit, where it's like, hey, I'm the Joker. I don't need to be the star, but I can do all the things that you didn't want. You, you get it. This is who should old. be. Who should? Oh, sorry. No, go no, ahead. no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Who do you think should be the next villains? Villain or villains? Uh, if I'm gonna pick the next villain, I'm either gonna go Scarecrow. It's kind of difficult. If, I, if, we're, if, I, if we're going a a villain, B villain, I'm going Scarecrow, A villain, Harvey Dent, B villain. If we're just going, mm. if we're going just straight up, just like one villain, then I'm going. Um, uh, Mr. Freeze, and I honestly think that we should have Robert. Cran- um, I think we should have Robert Cranston playing the next. Uh, I think we should have him playing Victor Freeze. There's no other person that can do what he does. Yeah, I think Mr. Freeze and Scarecrow would be a good one-two combination. Yeah, but just what I really want him to just completely. I really want whoever is going to play that to just completely. I want them to do Mr. Freeze, but I want them to do it in such a way that it made us feel the way we felt when we watched Batman the Animated Series. Uh-huh. Because I don't think people, re- people, I think people forgot like how great that scene was when he was just like, "My Nora," blah 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 blah, or even just what he did with the animated series. Like I almost cried. I te- no, I'm not gonna say almost. I teared up watching what happened with Mister Freeze and the Harley Quinn show. Hmm. So, like, I think Victor Freeze could... But the only thing about Victor Freeze is if you get the right actor to play him, I don't know if the third... Arnold, Sch- Arnold, Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right, this has been the Old Man Way Show. I want to, want to thank the Superior Swokovi for being here for this. What did the Ice Age say to the dinosaurs? Chill. No, no, you got it wrong. What killed the dinosaurs? <laughs> the Ice Age. Ugh. <laughs> uh, thanks everyone for listening and as always be excellent to each other peace damn it Wade